0: He was the ruler of all the kings of all the world. Now at the time, there also lived a great emperor, one who ruled more kingdoms than any other man on the earth. And he looked upon this one little kingdom and their one God, and he desired it and knew that surely he could take it with all his great might and all his power. And so he waged a terrible war, and there was death and there was destruction, confusion, and chaos. And the emperor stripped the kingdom of its riches and took as slaves its people. And among those captive people, there was a man whose name was Daniel. And Daniel worshipped and loved his God dearly. For when his home was taken from him, God was all that remained constant and steady in all his life. Now Daniel's life in the empire was not an easy one. They changed his name and told him that he was only valuable as spoils of war, that his soul belonged to an all-powerful and godlike emperor. They castrated him and labeled him a magician, a common soothsayer, a two-bit medicine man in the royal employment, serving the very man responsible for these drastic and terrible circumstances in his life. But this is what we are also told of Daniel that every day he prayed and he worshiped. He became a trusted advisor in the court and was continually blessed with unlooked provision and protection. And it was he who remained and was untouched as he watched multiple emperors fall and emperors rise. Daniel knew better than any other man that earthly power grows and it fades like seasons in the harvest. But the power of our God is like the sun, which rises to fill the world with light and life every day without fail. Before I close, I'd like to tell you one more story that I know, that once upon a time there was a man named Jesus, who was actually God himself and who came as a man to save the world. Now, everybody knew that the world needed saving. They even had prophecies about it. They spent hours and hours, the greatest and most spiritual minds, and they all arguing what it would take to save the world. Surely someone powerful, someone even greater than the emperors of old, with armies and kingdoms with no end, surely they would rule the world together and crush everyone who would ever oppress them. They didn't recognize the Messiah that they wanted in Jesus. Where were his riches, his dignitaries, and his court? Where were his siege engines, his armies, his command? Where was the record of his victories in battle? Where were the boundaries of his empire? Who paid tribute to this man, this average-looking carpenter's son from a backwater village nobody had ever even heard of? What could he possibly do to have any effect on such a large and violent world? Could it be possible that he could defeat death itself, that the root of all evil would be swallowed up in a moment of pure light and life and love? Could it be possible that the kingdom, the true kingdom, exists in the hearts of men and women in this room? Could we really take heart this morning that our king has overcome this world? You see that there there is a power and there is a power in this world. Let us this morning, in this week, in this year, in this next four years, this next decade, for the rest of our lives, reach for the higher power, to touch that higher power. So let's all bow our heads in prayer, in a prayer of faith, in a prayer of knowing that we have a Savior and a good God, Jesus. <laughs> we lift up ourselves this morning, we lift up our community this morning. We lift up our country and our world in prayer. And we say, Jesus, it is all yours. It is in your hands. You took it on the cross and you said, this is mine. My blood is laid down in this soil for the world. I have bought it at the price of my own life and it is mine. I am king and ruler, jurisdiction and authority over all things. So we say, Jesus, we trust in you. We pray that you give us The faith of Daniel to know who you are, who is king. Faith to know that you are the one who wash us in your purity. You are the one who wash us in your innocence. And we pray this morning that we would know your blood and walk in your blood so that the eyes of men would see you when they see us. In your name, Jesus. Amen.
1: Good morning. morning. Hallelujah. So there's a number of people that have physical needs today, been exposed to the virus, have different issues going on. So we just want anyone that is ill that's not here today, let's just lift up our voice and ask for the Lord's healing touch upon them. And if you know some by name, just speak that out before the Lord as we draw near to him and give thanks for the finished work of Jesus. So just make sure you speak out their name while we're praying. Father God, you are faithful, you are true. You have provided sufficiently for every need of our life. Thank you, Lord, that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Thank you, Lord, for the body that was broken, that we might have health in this world, that we might have a, a new body in eternity. And Father, that we can have peace of mind, that we can have rest. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Thank you for that sacrifice, Lord. And we just reach out now to all those that are not with us, but have physical issues they're dealing with. So let's just speak the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, be free. <clears throat> In Jesus' name, let's just speak his name. In Jesus' name, be healed. In Jesus' name, rise up. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that you hear and answer our prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm adding my father, my dad, to that, he was taken to Duluth last week and uh, had some issues and didn't look real you know, immediately real bad, but then they start saying, well it's pretty bad. He only has two days to live, so we were planning on going and seeing, trying to get there, and then they call back, oh I think we're gonna ship him back to Big Fork <laughs> and things just kinda and so anyway on Friday they brought him back. We had him bring him back to Big Park to be around his people. But, you know, when we got there, I was able to, we were able to get in there, my mother and I, and then my brother was there. But uh, he was talking and he was able to recognize us. And so, but I, I was able just to lay my hand on his shoulder and pray. And there was a just, I was so happy. There's such a receptive spirit. The receiving prayer. Would you like me to pray for you? Yes. <laughs> it was so beautiful. And anyway, we prayed. And uh, the next day they got him up out of bed. He was hungry. He recognized everybody that came. Hallelujah. Yes. My desire and my purpose for me when I pray with people, you know, sometimes they're elderly or whatever, God wants them well. God wants them well. The the sacrifice doesn't run out just because we age. Amen. And, you know, we know that we're all going to leave this world at some point, but that's in God's hands. Right now, I want to do what I can do with all my strength to keep people Add my part to keep people in health and strong, and let them fulfill the number of their days. Amen. 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 Jesus is faithful. Hallelujah. So while we were there, how we many thought that the pastors they might be good at pastoring, but they're not much good at life? <laughs> Anyone ever think that? <laughs> Anyway, I've had that thought sometimes, you know, practical things, whatever. But anyway, after we came out of the nursing home, I had driven my mother up in her car, and we were getting ready to leave, and I put the key in, and it it was locked. I mean, you know, like sometimes the steering wheel will lock. You have to turn it real hard to get it to unlock. So I was sitting there trying to do that, and then my brother came, and he was trying to do it and then we finally called the garage and they happened to have a guy right in the area and he came in about well, five minutes. He got in there and he was trying, he couldn't do anything and then he pulled the key out and he said, this is, the key is not for this car. <laughs> <laughs> so I had put my key in my pocket and I pulled out. <laughs> so I didn't do a lot to dispel that notion, but we got going anyway hallelujah you know things are sometimes we just are embarrassed in life (laughs) but it was just family so it was all right but now all of you know so whatever (laughs) but we'll keep it quiet right amen so phyllis is going to help me read some scriptures today and I want to talk about, well, I'll have her read Second 2 Timothy 2.22 and then we'll kind of talk about it a little bit.
2: Now flee from youthful lust and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call on the Lord from a pure
1: heart. Amen. So I want to talk about pursuing Righteousness. And you know, Paul was the one who wrote the doctrine of, of New Testament, the period of grace, of that righteousness. Not a righteousness that would come from the law and good works, but a, a righteousness that would come by faith. And Abraham, he wrote in Romans how he was the, father of faith. Even before the law, he caught the reality of faith and God accounted it to him or apportioned it to him as righteousness. Amen. And so there's this is a a standard that's in God's heart that when we believe him with all of our with with all of our person, we believe on him. He sees that as righteousness. And then we believe in the one he sent, Jesus. And righteousness is a portion to us. Amen. And so there's two parts to righteousness, of course. There's a part that God has provided through the blood of Jesus, and when we accept him, we are made perfect forevermore. Hallelujah, as we just walk with him in the spirit, he cleanses us from all sin. And we are perfect before God. So we have that perfect, intimate relationship. The second part of righteousness is that it daily works out in our personal life. He's transforming us. And so not everything we think or do or every word we speak might be righteous in God's, king, in God's sight, yet the Spirit of God is working daily to bring us into transformation. And you look back over your life, isn't it amazing what he's done? Isn't it just amazing what he's done in your daily life? Hallelujah. And, you know, so today I want to just focus in on this pursuit of righteousness. But the the second part is that we are pursuing this with people who call on the Lord from a pure heart. And so there's a community that can, that can pursue righteousness. There's a community, and I believe here, that God is binding our hearts together with, a, with people that have a pure heart, and we are pursuing righteousness. And when I had that uh, encounter, I saw into the realm of the spirit, I saw Jesus standing, watching our worship a few weeks ago. He was standing up above looking down through the door of heaven or the window of heaven. <clears throat> and, and he didn't talk or say anything to me, but I was just able to catch the intent of his heart. And he was, he was looking for us. He had a vision for a visitation of the glory of God coming with where we stand in deep awe of him. That's beyond where we've been before. He takes us from glory to glory, but that deep, deep, deep uh, reverential awe as we, as we get a glimpse of him. And he had that in his heart but then he was looking at where we, the development of this congregation and he was he was working he was sending his spirit to bring us in, up into that place where those two visions could could come together and he would pour out his spirit. Amen. And Adam after the service told me he he was seeing the same thing but what he was seeing was for the region the area I was seeing it for just this congregation so God is working in our area hallelujah and that's beautiful may we all may all of God's people come into a fresh deep revelation of the character of God that will cause us just to stand in awe of his goodness And so this is one of the aspects in our life that God is desiring would come into agreement and alignment with him, that we are pursuers of righteousness together from a pure heart. Amen. Let me just read a a thought that I have here, I've written down. The Father has chosen to bind himself to us when we come to Jesus. The Father has chosen to bind his spirit to our spirit when we come to Jesus, totally accepted, totally filled with his life. We are members, the the life of Jesus flows within us, we are members of his body. We accept the power of the blood to cleanse us completely. God chooses to unite himself with us as dearly loved children. We reach out to him with the passion of our life we desire all of our life to come into agreement with his will his word and his desires and that's kind of the exchange he comes we accept jesus and we're transformed we're made new but then there's a a passion that comes with that that reaches back out to god oh let me be all right with you let everything be in order with you father This honest reaching out of our heart to conform to him completely is the working of a pure heart. So this is just that cry within us, everything, Lord, let everything within me cry holy. Remember that old song, let all that is within me cry holy. That's a reaching out, Lord, invade every area of my life, every area of my circumstances. Conform it completely to you. And so we are pursuing righteousness with those who have a pure heart. So, you know, one thing about that, we can have this encounter with God, but then we also need to open up our hearts to one another. We need to allow us to together, in that fellowship of light, pursue the righteousness of God. There's something about that that's so powerful as we do that as a community. And it comes through different personality, different thought patterns, different stations in life, different callings, but there can be that pursuit. And it's so beautiful just to see the pureness of heart that God has put in people here. You know, I've seen a new level. I think my eyes are just open, but yet, there's a new level of this honesty that we would just have our whole life after him. Amen. So let's, Phyllis, why don't you read Mark
2: 12:30? You are to
1: love the Lord Yahweh, your
2: God, with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being, with every thought that is within you, and with all of your strength. This is the great and supreme commandment.
1: This is the reality of what the Holy Spirit does and what he's working to bring us to in our life. You know, in this life, we have all sorts of dreams, desire, visions, hopes. You know, we we think of when we come to relationships and people you know, fall in love. That's a powerful thing. We fall in love, and you know, in the book, Book of Revelation, even in the time of judgment, he, God says, "I will not remove love from the earth." This is just part of of His heart for us, that we can be people that can experience love, human love. Amen. And sometimes that love can seem to be overpowering, but yet it, it is never called to sur- override or supplant the, our love for God. We need to keep that before the Lord and humble ourselves before him and not let it run to a place that's outside of God's purpose. But we are to love the Lord Yahweh, your, our God, with every passion of our heart. Let's just say that, every passion of my heart. Every passion, with all the energy of my being, with every thought that is within me, with all my strength. And Jesus said, this is the great and supreme commandment it's for our generation it's for us right now hallelujah thank you lord and as we pursue this together we're pursuing righteousness before god practical in my life in my daily experience i'm pursuing Conformity to the will of god in my thoughts and actions as we pursue this together we also help refine each other in our services and in our heart we're watching over each other and lovingly we can speak into each other's life amen this is to be a community this is to be something that we're all pursuing and we're in our relationship together over. So we, you know, we, we have to resist that thing where I'm just isolated. I'm, I love God and it's me and God and hallelujah for that. It's also a community thing. We're, we're bound together. We're living this out together. Our hearts are opened to one another and we let others into this fellowship. So, if you've opened your hearts to others and somehow you found that it's not been positive, we need to forgive right now. Forgive, release, bless those ones, and then dare to do it again. We dare to do it again. Amen. Where God has anointed us to be a community, He's watching from heaven, He's looking. And this corporate pursuit of righteousness is one of the things that is high on his priority. Amen. Let's read uh, Philippians 3, 8 and 9. This might be from two separate translations, but Anyway,
2: To truly know him meant letting go of everything from my past and throwing all of my boasting on the garbage heap. It's all like a pile of manure to me now, so that I may be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ and embrace him as Lord in all of His greatness. My passion is to be consumed with Him and not clinging to my own righteousness based in keeping the written law. My righteousness will be His based on the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, the very righteousness that
1: comes from God. Amen. And so Paul, who wrote the doctrine of righteousness so clearly. He says, I'm still pressing on. I still want to acquire all of this righteousness. Not, he's not going to add to the work of Jesus, but he is pressing on to know the depth of that work of the Lord. And that's one of the way we, ways we grow in righteousness is by acknowledging and embracing every good thing that is ours in Christ. He's provided for us. I'm right before God. And then the other is that to realize that he's transforming my life. And Paul later on would say, not that I've already attained this. But one thing I do, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me my righteousness will be his based on the faithfulness of jesus christ the very righteousness that comes from god this is what god is offering to us the confidence of that standing the joy of that standing the witness of that standing and together you know what a corporate zeal will be among us when we more and more catch the reality Of this pure pursuit for his righteousness. And so we haven't seen it all. As we pursue this together. With with a pure heart. He will grant us great revelations. Great experiences. And that's part of standing in awe of him. When we see the, the depth of righteousness. That he has provided to us. You know, nothing of ourselves. It's all his mercy, his grace, and his love. In Matthew 5, 6.
2: Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness,
1: for they shall be satisfied. Oh, hallelujah. They will be satisfied. One translator says, they shall be gorged (laughs) just you know when God gives us a blessing it's always way more than just enough when he grants us participation in a deeper level in our daily life in his righteousness when he sends his spirit in transforming power Wow, it's far more than just enough to get by. This is how God responds to his to this passionate desire for complete experience of being lined up with his purpose. He gives us overflowing grace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're calling us to this marvelous stand. And one of the things that will happen when we come into this place, we will have marvelous times of worship. There be greater and greater expressions of worship. Hallelujah. Greater and greater times of the manifest presence of God is falling upon us all. But we have a part, we need to pursue righteousness and do it together. We we pray together. When we meet together, when we socialize together, our ears are are open to the hearts of one another. And we can hear, we can hear the right word that we should speak to propel us each other on. We when we pray when we're pursuing this, we'll be bound together in a marvelous way. Let's read read a couple of verses about worship here. Psalm 29 and verse two.
2: Be in awe before his majesty. Be in awe before such power and might. Come worship wonderful Yahweh, arrayed in all of his splendor bowing in worship as he appears in the beauty of holiness give him the honor do his name worship him wearing the glory garments of your holy priestly calling oh
1: wow, we are robed in righteousness we are robed in righteousness hallelujah And we stand in awe before his majesty, before such power and might. We need to have a a vision of how powerful he is, how glorious he is. We get our eyes on the world. We get our eyes on man's ability. It's so amazing that many times God would send one angel and deliver a kingdom. In the book of Revelation there was an angel that had one foot on the mountain and the other in the sea he's got some big angels one angel that he sends can do more than all the efforts of man we trust his power we trust the array of his glorious positioning of his angels he knows what he's doing Give him the honor. Do his name. Worship him wearing the holy garments of your holy priestly calling. Amen. We are going to encounter times of worship that will be so outstanding that we won't want to leave. When I was in Bible school, we would I mean, the spirit of the Lord was moving, and it was associated with the church. And we'd, you know, I'd get there a half hour early, and they were already singing and shouting, and and there, and I would hear them a block away, and I'd take off on a dead run. I can't do that now, I guess, but but I couldn't just wait again it. would come bursting in the doors, and the presence of God would be all over the room, and we'd worship. And after a half hour, the 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 leadership would come and take their seat. Then we'd worship another hour. And then they'd have a message. Then we'd worship some more. And one, two in the afternoon, do we have to leave already? Oh, the glory was so strong. I mean, it just—it wasn't a religious thing. We got to put in time. It was a glorious thing. And I know Pastor Steve had some of those same experiences many years ago. And we've had, you know, I'm sure there's been times we've had that, but there's more for us. Let's press on. We're not trying to go back to the old. We want to have that new, marvelous expression of his presence. 1 Peter three.
2: Celebrate with praises the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has shown us His extravagant mercy. For His fountain of mercy has given us a new life. We are reborn to experience a living, energetic hope through the Resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Wow.
1: If if we see His extravagant, mercy that he's poured out upon us. This fountain of mercy has given us new life. We are reborn to experience a living, energetic hope to the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. If we catch that vision of this, this living vision of extravagant mercy, our hearts will soar, they'll rise up, it won't be a forced shout of hallelujah it'll just come out of the depth of our being a wholehearted praise unto him he is worthy he is worthy he is worthy we're pursuing him together god wants us to catch this vision together paul said i want you all to think the same things well let's all think the same thing god is extravagant in mercy Let's think the same things. God's abundant love is over us. Let us think the same things. He loves us completely and totally. He's called us to himself. We worship him in humility, but with joy. Hallelujah. Did you read verse 4? No.
2: We are reborn into a perfect inheritance that can never perish, never be defiled, and never diminish. It is promised and preserved forever in the heavenly realm
1: for you. Amen. It- can never be defiled. It will never diminish. It can never be defiled and never diminish. It doesn't. I mean, whatever our country goes through, God's throne stands. His grace stands his joy stands hallelujah hallelujah it is promised and preserved forever so it's in the heavenly realm but that doesn't mean I can't access it now I access it in the heavenly realm by faith by worship by loving God with all my heart with all my soul with all my passion with all my strength Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We keep our eyes on eternity this morning. He is more than enough. He is more than enough. Praise God. We take our part, do what we can for our nation, but our eyes are on eternity on the king of kings. We have been praying for righteousness to rule and reign. We've been praying, humbling ourselves. Many are fasting. We're not praying for a party to win. We're praying for righteousness to rule and reign. And God can turn whoever. Our mind might balk at that. But God can turn the hearts of man for his purpose in response to the prayers of his people. So right now, we're, by an act of faith for some of, some of us, we're going to ask the Lord to bless Brother Biden. Joe Biden. He is right now the president-elect. And so we're just not going to get into all the negative things, we do our part as members of the body of Christ. We're called to pray for those who are in authority. Give thanks. Father, I thank you for Joe Biden. I thank you, Lord, that he has chosen to, to serve the nation as, as a representative. I thank you for Kamala Harris, Lord. I thank you that she lives before your eyes, Lord and that you are able, Lord, to cause the great revelation of your love and your purposes and your heart to be poured out upon her and upon Joe Biden. We ask you to bless them, prosper them, and I thank you, Lord, that I ask that they would make wise and great decisions if they are confirmed. But right now, Lord, we just stand and bless them in Jesus' name. We bless them And we thank you, Lord, that your eyes are well aware of all the dynamics. We trust you, Lord. Amen. This pursuit of righteousness, I'm going to read this last one, strive to live in peace with everybody and pursue that consecration and holiness without which no one, Will ever see the Lord. So, right now, God is perfecting our life. He's working down to the core of our being. He's bringing us into conformity with His will, He's bringing us into conformity with His kingdom. And if we're not in step with that transforming power, the revelation of seeing Him will be hindered. We just need to be in step. We don't have to be perfect. We just need to be in step with light. Amen. So we are choosing today to pursue righteousness along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Amen. Father, you see us, you know us. You're watching we thank you lord that you will hook us up in relationships with those that have a pure heart and may we have personally have a pure heart that we can enter into this great exciting future that you have for us to experience your glory together we invite you to come to captivate our services to move by your power in jesus name Amen. And so, I guess we didn't. We thank you for giving. The uh, boxes are in the back here, and Bob has something here.
3: I just have it on my <clears throat> our heart that this election is not done yet. The Holy Spirit is saying we have 70 days to press in. If we cower in and we give in, then it is done. But it's time for us to arise. Let the church arise in Jesus' name. We might feel this damp cloth upon us, but we need to fight for this country. And we need to fight with everything that's in us. Yes, we can pray for the whatever, you know, the, the Bidens and those kind of people, and that's okay, and we need to do that. I'm not saying don't do that. I'm saying that God is arising and let the enemies be scattered. I think that we have to fight with everything that's in us. And uh, we have some people going to the headwaters. We're going to proclaim it down the Mississippi because we are strategically planted even in this church. Because some people say the headwaters come up here into the Gull Lake. We're at the headwaters, so we're speaking down to our nation in Jesus' name to heal our land. And what I see in the spirit is in these next 70 days that our president's going to change like you have never seen him before and become the president that he is called to be for the next four years. So you might look at the television, you might look at all this crap that's going on around you. Get that media out of your life now. It's time for you to kneel and pray like you've never prayed before. And I feel prompted by the Holy Spirit. We have this little prayer cabin, and God's saying, launch it today. And we have a prayer cabin that if you want to come 24-7, 2853 Adams Avenue, I don't care when you come, you don't even have to tell me that you're coming. You just come in there to pray, to seek His face. And I just want to pray into that. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. That the power and presence of God, we accept only the results of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that yes, there's an elect situation and it's all confusing and it's all chaos. But Father, I pray the activation of the spirit of the living God. And Father, I thank you, Lord God, we cry out for this nation. And we ask, Lord God, that you would release the presence of God. And we say, expose, 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 expose in Jesus' name. Expose, expose darkness in jesus name expose the closets in the name of jesus and father we declare and decree father god you are the victor yes we know that you're on the throne and we can accept a bunch of things but father god we accept the man that you want in that office and we accept only that and we do not relent and we do not give up and we press in even if it comes to i heard Even January 18th, how many of us can press in that long to see the results? How many of us are going to be that hungry for Jesus during this next 70 days? Because no matter what happens, what do you got to lose? What do you got to lose to really press in? Turn off the TV, turn off the media, turn off the crap. turn off the arguments. And press, press, press. It's time to press. This is so urgent. It's on the heart of the Lord. It's so urgent. And I'm going to be passionately, whether I'm by myself or not, but I am contending. I am contending for righteousness to be in the headship of, our, of the United States of America. Amen. Amen.
1: Father, we thank you again in- <clears throat> um, remember the touch point on Wednesday at uh, 10 o'clock. We gather for updates and for just kind of things that are going on. But join us for that on Facebook. So, Amen. Well, the Lord bless you today, and the peace of God be over your life. Amen.